We're starting a new Christmas series today, and uh, I was inspired by Sherry <laughs> to, uh, to do this series, and I'm calling it Advent, the, gift, the Gifts of Jesus. And today, uh, the topic is hope. Um, according to Wikipedia, and of course we, we all rely on that for all of our information, uh, according to Wikipedia, uh, Advent is a Christian season of preparation for the Nativity of Christ at Christmas. Uh, it is the beginning of the liturgical year in Western Christianity. The name was adopted from the Latin Adventus, which means coming or arrival, translating the Greek parousia. Uh, in the New Testament, uh, this word parousia is a term that's used for the second coming of Christ. Thus, the season of Advent in the Christian calendar anticipates the coming of Christ. Now, Advent is not a term that is commonly used in many evangelical-type churches, uh, congregations. Uh, some congregations, their tradition is to follow uh, a set yearly liturgical calendar that includes Advent every Christmas time. Um, but while... Uh, we here at Stony Brook don't always follow, we, do, we certainly don't follow the liturgical calendar and we don't always uh, call Christmas Advent. Um, we don't, maybe don't use the, the term Advent. Um, uh, we still every year at this time celebrate the coming of Christ when he was born as a child uh, in Bethlehem. So whether we say, hey, let's celebrate Advent or, hey, it's Christmas time, let's celebrate the birth of Jesus, which is the same thing. Uh, Christmas is a special time of year when we take time to reflect on what a wonderful, miraculous gift God gave to the world. Let's read a little bit from the Christmas story in Matthew chapter 1, verse 20 through 23. Uh, but after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph... Uh, Mary's husband, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel. Which means, God with us. God left his heavenly home, um, perfect place up with his father. He became a man. Uh, for 33 years, Jesus lived, walked, worked, ate among people like you and me. And in those 33 years of living uh, among people of the earth at that time, Jesus, even though he was tempted, the Bible says, in every way that you and I can be tempted, um, Jesus never sinned. And when the time was right, Jesus offered his sinless life as a sacrifice for our lives. He paid the penalty of death for our sins. The prophet Isaiah spoke of what, he, of what Jesus would do hundreds of years before Jesus came. One of my favorite verses in Scripture, or parts of Scripture, uh, and I'm always in awe 
to think that this was foretold hundreds of years before Jesus. Isaiah 53, 4 and 5. Surely he took up our pain and bore our suffering. Yet we considered him punished by God, stricken by him, and afflicted. But he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was upon him. And by his wounds, we are healed. Isn't that a wonderful scripture? You would think that would be in the New Testament, but it's in the Old Testament book of Isaiah. Ultimately, what Jesus gave us uh, in, in what he did is the forgiveness of our sins, which makes it possible for you and me to spend eternity in the presence of God. Jesus paid for our sins when he died on the cross. He was punished on the cross for our sins. Uh, and, you know, that was the only way that we could possibly be saved. Uh, we could never save ourselves because all of us have sinned at least one time, right? Uh, I have at least once, many, many more hundreds of thousands of times uh, than just once. But all of us have committed sin in our life. And so because of that, we could never be good enough to save ourselves. But... Jesus was good enough. He was good enough because he was perfect in every way. And he offered that perfect life in our place. He died so that you and I could live for eternity. Forgiveness was the great gift that God gave us through Jesus. Paul wrote in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8, For it is by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not from yourselves. It is the gift of God. Salvation is a gift of God when we put our faith in Jesus. And because of our wonderful gift of forgiveness through God's grace, those who know Jesus as their Savior have other gifts that we uh, enjoy, that are made possible because of what Jesus did for us, of his death on the cross for our sins. Because we are forgiven of our sins, you and me, we are blessed with the gifts of hope, of love, of peace, of joy, and of light. Those are the gifts of Advent that we're going to talk about this month. You know, as we celebrate Advent this year, we, we celebrate uh, the coming of Jesus' birth. Let's celebrate those wonderful gifts together, uh, the, the gifts that all believers receive when, when we place our faith in Jesus and receive his forgiveness for our sins. And so let's start with the wonderful gift of hope. Hope. You know, often when we think of hope, we think of something that we would like to happen in the future, right? We hope for this thing in the future. Uh, we cannot be assured that this will happen in the future. Uh, in fact, it may or may not happen. We're not sure. Maybe there's a real good chance, but there's a slight chance that it won't. Uh, uh, what we have to do is wait and see if this thing that we desire in the future will happen. That's hope. 
Hope is the emotion of desire that we have for something in the future. Yet, that desire cannot be certain. Uh, Thursday, when I was with my family for Thanksgiving, uh, of course, the Dallas Cowboys, my favorite team, plays every Thanksgiving day, and, and we were all hoping, we were all hoping that we'd get a win against the Giants. Uh, you never know with the Cowboys. Uh, you just never know. So, so we were all hoping, and there's a good chance. I mean, we got a good team this year, uh, but you, you, we didn't know until the game was over. And then we, we saw, okay, they won. We hoped for something uncertain uh, in the future. Um, some of you have had outdoor weddings or you know family members that have had outdoor, what's a big concern with outdoor weddings? The weather, rain, right? And you hope, oh I hope, you keep checking, you keep checking the weather app, right? 60% chance, oh no. You know, if it's 20% or 10%, you know, you're not worried too much. But if it's 60 or 80%, what are, you know, and so you don't know. It maybe, probably will, but maybe not. Um, but you don't know until the wedding starts. Now, I, I hope that the medical test comes back negative. Many of us have, have been through that, right? You have this test and you, you, you don't know. You don't know. You, you have to wait. You hope. You hope that it's okay, but you don't know until the doctor calls. Um, I hope a large crowd comes to the coffee shop theater. Uh, and I hope all of us take on my challenge to bring somebody with you. Uh, but, you know, and, and we can tell a little bit by the number of tickets we give out. Uh, but we won't know. We can hope, but we won't know until the night of the drama, the nights of the drama. You know, all of those hopes are desires that, that we might have. But, but it's impossible for us to be certain that any of those things will come true. We've just got to wait and see. You know, uh, that's normal everyday hope that, that you and all, that we all experience uh, when we're looking towards the unknown future. The kind of hope that we receive in Jesus, that, that this gift, this wonderful gift that Jesus gives us, is very different from the normal everyday hope for the future. Uh, you know, the, the gift of hope is very much tied to our faith in God. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1 puts it this way. Now, faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance of what we do not see. You know, faith in, in a, a God who always keeps his promises. That's the wonderful thing about our God. He always keeps his promises. So if he says it, it's going to happen. Uh, so that, that faith in a God that always keeps his promises makes our hope for the future, in his promises, in his promises, it's not a wait and see and keep our fingers crossed, you know, and that kind of thing. It's a sure thing. When God makes a promise, our faith in him helps us know this is going to happen. You know, you and I can't see heaven right now. None of us have. We can read some descriptions of it in the, in the New Testament, in Revelation, and things like that. But none of us have been there. None of us have seen it. Um, uh, we haven't been welcomed into the presence of God uh, yet there. But you know what? We can be assured by God himself that we will be there. We will be in the presence of God. We will be in heaven one day 
when Jesus returns. We are assured uh, by the promise of God that we have been forgiven of our sins when we placed our faith in Jesus. And because of that, we will stand in God's presence one day. It's a hope that's sure. Again, Ephesians 2 verse 8, for it is by grace you have been saved through faith. Not a maybe, not a hope so, but we have been saved. And this is not something we've done. It is a gift of God. And God is not in the practice of taking his gifts back. Taking his gifts back. If he's given it, it's ours. Our faith in God calls us uh, to, to be saved by God's grace. And that same faith gives us hope, assurance that God will do everything that he's promised he would do. Everything. The first Christmas night brought hope. This kind of hope. First to the shepherds, then to the world. Let's read Luke, uh, the Christmas story from Luke, chapter 2, verse 8 through 14. And there were shepherds living out in the field nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were sore afraid or terrified. <laughs> but the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you, the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloth and lying in a manger. Suddenly a great company of the heavenly hosts appeared with the angels, praising God and singing, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. Now one thing these uh, shepherds and everybody else uh, any of us loves to look forward to to hope for is good news don't we all like good news how many of us can't wait for bad news well, i hope we get some bad news today um no we all like good news unless you're just really weird um you know how many of us have waited for good news oh i hope it comes i hope the good news comes did I get that job that I interviewed for? You know, you're sitting by the phone. You know, every time you're, oh, is, is, that, is, that, is that them? Did I get the job? Uh, did that loan come through for the house that we want to buy? Uh, when, we, when you were in school, did I pass that test so I can get my degree and go on to the next uh, level? Uh, will that Christmas present that I ordered from Amazon get here on time? You better get, you better get to work on that now. Don't wait till the last minute. Um, oh, I, I need some good news. I need some good news. You know, for the most part, good news is, is something you have to wait and see, right? You hope for it. You hope for it. But then you sort of have to wait and see if the good news comes. Maybe I get that job. Maybe I don't. You know, you won't know until you get the call. Yeah, Mr. Willard, we're happy to welcome you on board today. Woo, got the job. You know, the shepherds were, were getting some good news from these angels that appeared before them. And this was good news that they didn't have to wait and see about. It was guaranteed to bless them in this life and also in the life to come. Jesus was coming. Jesus was coming. And, and while they, they, they might not completely understand it, you know, I'm sure they didn't understand all about, you know, the Son of God and salvation and 
forgiveness and things like that yet. Uh, hopefully, at some point, when Jesus began his ministry, these shepherds then began heard Jesus speak or heard the apostles, and they embraced Jesus as their Savior. Uh, and we're going to see them in heaven one day because of that good news of Jesus. And of course, that's, that's the same good news that you and I have because uh, Jesus was born that night in Bethlehem. We, the, it's the same exact good news that they received. We got that same news. When we place our faith in Jesus as our Savior, we are saved too from our sins. And, and, and then the, the, the cool thing is we get to then take that wonderful good news and share it to other people. You know, that, that would be a way for you to share the good news with someone is to, to invite them and bring them to our dessert theater because we're going to talk about the good news of Jesus during that drama. Um, we get, we get to share this good news with others. Uh, uh, th this good news of Jesus is good news that never ceases. You know, not all good news lasts forever. You know, the Cowboys won Thursday, but next week they'll probably lose. So, uh, and, then, and then it's like, ah, so then that, that's old good news and it's not even, you know, don't even care about it anymore. Uh, but, but the good news of Jesus is not like that. It lasts forever. It never ceases. It, it gives all those who place their faith uh, in, in him a hope that is certain. An eternity in the presence of God that never goes away. Yeah, another thing that these, these shepherds needed uh, was, uh, along with good news, was joy. They needed joy. Uh, in three weeks, we're going to talk a lot more about joy as one of the gifts from Advent. Um, but for now, let's just say that these shepherds probably didn't have a whole lot to look forward to in this first century world that they lived in. They were very poor, extremely poor. Uh, they were outcasts of society. They were looked down upon um, you know they didn't have a whole lot to celebrate in their life but the good news of Jesus was going to change this not only for these shepherds but for everyone who comes to know this child who was born in Bethlehem that night and then this is a gift called joy joy so come back in three weeks and get all the details about this wonderful gift in a couple of weeks, we're also going to talk about another gift that these shepherds could have, hope, could have hope for, and that's peace. Peace. Everyone loves peace, right? You guys love peace? How many of y'all can't wait for conflict? Boy, I hope when I get home we have a fight. Man, I can't wait. Uh, no, nobody thinks that unless, you, again, you're, you're crazy. Um, we all love peace. I, I certainly do. Um, we'd rather live in a world that's free from conflict conflict with each other other people and and especially we'd like to live in a world that's free of conflict with God Jesus was going to make it possible for these shepherds to experience a peace that only Jesus could provide so again come back in two weeks and hear about this peace that is certain for all those who put their faith in Jesus you know, hope is not something that is just for the life to come. You know, I hope for heaven. That is a tremendous hope. But it's not the only hope that you and I have as Christians. Um, you know, as, as we'll see when we talk about 
the other gifts, joy and peace um, and love and, and light. Uh, hope is a gift that we can experience right now, right immediately, here and now, this Christmas, but every day of, of our lives. Um, have you ever noticed that, that, that in many of the characters in the Christmas story uh, had some level of fear when the angels came, came to talk to them, Mary and, and Joseph and the shepherds, like, well, you know, wouldn't you be afraid of a, of an angelic being just appeared to you in the middle of the night out in the field or, or wherever uh, Joseph was and Mary were when the angel came? I, I, I certainly would have been terrified. Uh, just about everybody you read about in the Bible, when, when an angel comes and visits them, they just, a lot of them just fall um, on the ground, face down on the ground because they're so terrified at a heavenly being uh, speaking to them. A representative from God was talking to them. Yet, they were making sure they understood, hey, there's no need for you to be afraid. It's okay. There's no need for you to be afraid. Because we're not coming here to harm you. We're not coming here to condemn you or, or punish you. No, I want, we're coming here to tell you some wonderful news that will bless you. You don't have to be afraid. One of the great blessings, hopes, certainties, that you and I have because of Jesus, the fact that, that, that Jesus is in our lives and is, is that the angel isn't going to come and just appear to us one day, you know, and say, hey, Mark, I uh, just wanted to introduce myself. No, for you and me as Christians, um, we get to have God come, not just appear to us, but live in us, live in us. Peter told that very first crowd who heard the good news of Jesus in Acts chapter 2. We studied that several months ago. Uh, when he told that first crowd uh, that heard the good news of Jesus, uh, after Jesus had raised from the dead and gone back to be with his Father in heaven, um, he told them that Jesus was going to save them from their sins. And if by their faith they repented, they stopped living the way they were living and started living the way God wanted them to live for the rest of their life. And if they were baptized, they would have the forgiveness of their sins, this wonderful gift, and they would receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. God would come and live in them, not just appear to them like an angel did with, with the, the Christmas characters, but God will come live in them. Again, read Acts chapter 2. Read that first story. Um, and it wasn't a maybe. It wasn't a, a probably. It wasn't, let's wait and see if this happens. No. God promises us his presence in our lives if we accept him as our Savior. And what happens when God comes and lives in us? Well, we have God's constant guidance in our lives. Every single day, every moment of our day, because God lives in us, he, he can guide us if we yield our lives to him, to where we need to go, what we need to do, what we need to say. We have in us the power of God. You know, the reason we, it's possible for us to successfully repent, turn from our, our, the world and turn to God and live the way he wants us to live, the reason that's even possible is because we have the power of God living in us that gives us the ability to do that we have the wisdom of god that guides us as we read god's word 
and helps us understand it better um, and more completely. God could say to us, Mark, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Uh, I am with you. I am with you. Just yield your life to me and you will be blessed with certainty. You know, I can know with certainty that is true. You know what? Would you like less trouble in your life? Less turmoil? Uh, less heartache? You, you want to have freedom from sin? Freedom from an addiction or a bad habit? How many of us would like to have a healthier marriage or a healthier family? If you answer yes to any of those questions, then yield your life to God, to his spirit that lives in you if you're a Christian, and you can know for certain that those things will happen. You will be blessed in so many, many ways. Now, will your life be perfect? Will it be free from pain? Will it be free from turmoil? Will it be free from sickness? Um, free from difficult times? Will your marriage and your family be perfect? Well, no, no, because we still live in this fallen world and sin, the, the effects of sin still touch our lives in many different ways. But, but with the joy and peace that we'll learn about in a couple of weeks, that God promised those shepherds, that he promises you and me in Christ, our lives will be better in spite of what the world throws at us. No matter what the world throws at us. Again, come back. Get the rest of the details uh, in, in the coming weeks. Now, I don't know about you, but one thing that keeps me going from day to day is having something to look forward to. You know, I tell Jackie all the time, you know, I just, you know, I just, I always try to find what can I look forward to today? What, what can I look forward to today? Last Sunday was a busy Sunday for many of us, um, especially those of us who are on the board or in the board and in the drama. Um, uh, like many of you, I got here before 8 o'clock last Sunday um, and uh, helped get ready for the service. And then we were, we were many of us were here until 12, 12.30 until uh, the service was over. Got a quick lunch and then a lot of us came back for a board meeting at 1.30. Had a great board meeting, but it was, you know, it was a, uh, had a couple of hours. Uh, and then after that, I had to come in here and get the auditorium ready for for play practice, uh, and, and then that started at four, and then we practiced for, I don't know, two, two and a half hours, and uh, you know, it was pretty late by the time we were done, and, and, and I'll have to say, while I enjoyed last Sunday, I really did, I really did, I was pretty tired, it was a long day for me, and for many of you who did some of the same things, um, but you know what, during all that time, I had a couple of things that I was looking forward to when it was all over. One of them was my recliner, when I got home, uh, and I didn't get a chance to watch the Cowboys game uh, last week. They, they beat the Vikings 40 to three. Uh, and, uh, and I get, but I, but I was looking forward to sitting in my recliner and watching the highlights. Uh, and, and, I, and I watched them like three times. <laughs> uh, and I just enjoyed that and a few other things. And then I had my comfortable bed to look forward to and a good night's sleep. Um, so while I had a great day and it was tiring, I was looking forward to just some of those little treats at the end of the day. You know, sometimes this life can get long, it can get hard. 
It's filled with all kinds of bumps and bruises. Uh, and some of those bumps and bruises are really bad and they're overwhelming sometimes. Um, they're, they're difficult to navigate and to endure. But you know what? If we know Jesus, no matter what this life throws at us, we have a, a lot to look forward to. Despite what the world throws at us, we got a lot to look forward to tomorrow. There's peace and joy in this life that can get us through those times and help us endure those things. And there's the certainty that because of the good news of Jesus, we all one day will stand in the presence of God where lives bumps and bruises no longer exist. One of my favorite verses is Revelation 21, verse 3 through 4. Look, God's dwelling place is now among the people, and he will dwell with them, and they will be his people, and God himself will be with them and be their God. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain, for the old order of things has passed away. The advent, the coming of Christ brings hope, that kind of hope. What wonderful news those shepherds and you and I have received. Father, I thank you so much for the opportunity to, to know the hope of Jesus. The hope that every single person that puts their faith in Jesus can have every day and also for eternity. So bless us, Lord, as we enter this Christmas season that one of the things we can be thankful for and remember uh, is the hope that you give each one of us. We ask all this in Jesus' name. Amen.